out of the nightmare abyss of the piney woods of East Texas. The Random Horror Show. The best in commentary and reviews in horror, sci-fi, fantasy, cult classics, and the obscure from film, television shows, and literature. Join our horror hostess, Keisha Lacey, as she is scary, but random, horrific, upon you. Last but not least, she will chill you. Welcome, everybody, back to the Random Horror Show. I am your horror hostess, Keisha Lacey, coming straight out of the better known as East Texas. And, of course, we have, like, the best commentary in horror genres, fantasy, pulp classics, and the obscure. And sometimes we have a guest or two. And my guest today of tonight's podcast, we have... F.R. Diaz, the morbid writer, the book of the best book that I have ever like, like read. Oh my gosh, she is so cool. I love it. I love it. If you are not familiar with Lilith, please go read her book, The Effects of Hernerium. She's also uh have published another book called Rabid, and everybody give her a warm beautiful welcome to the random horror show miss frds how you doing i'm good how are you thank you for having I'm, me i'm wonderful it's been a long time coming <laughs> and i actually wanted to uh correct you when you said i had uh rabid was published it's, it's not published yet <laughs> oh it's not published yet it's okay well but, it's, uh, i I don't. I don't spoke into existence and stuff. So like, it's our, It's being published like next year. Yeah, <laughs> sometime next year. <laughs> I, I'm thinking. I'm hopefully thinking for October. Um, I like to publish my books uh, close to October because you know, like people like to get into the Halloween spirits and all that bullshit. Um, so you know, I like publishing my books around that time. So maybe Rabbit might come out at that time. I mean, The Effects of Anirium came out at that moment. And my second book, On the Other Side, uh, Lies the Truth, is was also mm-hmm. published in October. So hopefully Rabbit is published for October of 2024. Yay! Yes. Because, yeah, that's, like, usually a really, like you said, like, the marketing part of, like, uh, publishing yes. your book and everything around, like, October, because everybody want to get into them some great like you know horror you know um, any type of uh, subgenre of it uh, mm-hmm. you know just a like, spooky reads I know I did a segment um spooky reads you know last year and yeah. it was just like the most like hyped up like time for like an author to like you know publish their book and just open it out like in October and I think it's like very genius to do that right there Absolutely. Um, I'm always trying to do different type of marketing strategies. I mean, uh, I, I like to, to, to go along with, if I'm a horror writer, if you're a horror writer out there, you might as well try to publish your book around October so people can, so it can be a good marketing um, thing for you. Right, right. But um, back to you, can you just introduce yourself to my guests and let them really, really know like who you is and everything else? Absolutely. You know, as you said, I'm Fr Diaz. Um, I am a self-published uh, author. Uh, you know, independent uh, author of the effects of Hernerium, which is a psychological thriller, um, a crime fiction. And uh, I have a second book that is uh, on the other side, Lies the Truth, which is a uh, paranormal fiction, uh, psychological thriller as well, uh, combined with some uh, crime fiction as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, because the effects of her scenario, which we're going to get into that, because I want to ask, like, what was the inspiration behind it, um, all of that? Uh, Absolutely. That was like really one of the one of the uh, just 
introducing like me to this character, but also like introducing, you know, who you are. And I was just like, literally just like blown away, just reading <clears throat> this book. And it was very gripping. It was very, uh, very well put together. But one thing that um, I really uh, like how the style and everything else of that, but you also like highlight a lot of like missing cases, uh, people that are missing, Yes. Uh, you know, uh, people that had cold case files, and this is really, you know, the reality of it, even though it's a fictional, like, fictional story, in which was like, ooh, Lord, hammers it snatched all my edges out and everything else, page turner. <laughs> but you have a real, real true message about people that are missing, the people that has been, you know, uh, been abducted and, and just left without a trace and and that's very very serious um like a very serious issue that is going on just not only just around the world but also like uh in our like country and stuff and yes, uh, absolutely. that's what absolutely. really that's what really got me right there and you know even though <clears throat> we like to help but it's more of like creating that awareness Exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you you actually did it, like, because um, I know, like, we have people that, you know, can write a book. And like you said, you're an independent author. Independent authors are very, you know, on a different page from other, like, established authors and stuff. And, yes. it's, a, and it's a lot of work with y'all. Really, it is. It's a lot of work with anybody that, that's a writer. Yeah, and absolutely. Mm-hmm. but it's not like you have like this publicist and all of that and everything else so uh, it was a real long hill uh, it was an uphill struggle um, to get the effects of Vernerium actually uh, self-published because mm-hmm. um, what I started the effects of Vernerium as a lot of people started their independent published books uh, in, when COVID came in 2020 mm-hmm. Because uh, everybody was inside and everybody was bored. Um, I started it at the end of 2020. And I really actually started writing the book because of the missing person cases. Because um, that year, I got into listening to a true crime uh, podcast and um, mm-hmm. while I was working. And mm-hmm. two of my favorite, uh, if you don't mind me mentioning, two of my favorite um, podcasts for that is... Uh, uh, obsessed. Uh, it used to be called Obsessed with Disappeared. It's now called I Think Not. It's actually a, a true crime comedy podcast. They they are they are amazing people, but they also put out a lot of good information as well. And um, the other podcast, what's it called? Uh, Obs- true Crime Obsessed. There it is. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's through the same network. The thing mm-hmm. is, so so when I when I when I heard all of these missing person cases, I really got focused into listening to um, the uh, family members, you know, how they how they spoke up trying to, to find their missing either kid, wife, husband, whatever it is, whoever they are. Um, and I, I thought when I, I listened to all these cases, I thought, oh, my God, I don't know what I would do if somebody that I, I knew would go missing. And then most of those cases are cold cases, people, they're not found, you know? And then is it worse to find your loved one murdered or is it, is it worse to not know exactly ever anything about them? And it just stays like that. Those, those two things really did um, blow my mind. And then I was just like, oh my God, I think I would just, I would, I would turn into a murderer. I would kill, so I would find whoever it is that, that did this to my loved one. And I'd do, I'd go into a full rampage like Deadpool. And I think that's when I started thinking about writing a, a female version of a Deadpool type um, to become this vigilante uh, trying to seek vengeance. Um, for those of you out there that don't know, uh, my book, Lilith Simmons is the main character and, uh, a couple of horrific things happen to her. Someone goes missing in her life and she turns into this 
uh, how do you call her? She's a serial killer, but with a purpose. Avenging angel. <laughs> she said avenging angel. That's a, that's, a, that's a good word. That's a good word for her. That's how I look at her. I look at her as an avenging angel and and what you mentioned, like how the families are, and that is it's like damn because it hits home. You feel for them. You do, you feel for them and everything. And um I'm um I'm really big of people not exploiting families that have had uh, their loved ones missing children, uh, spouses, stuff like that, or whole case files murdered and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I know there's like a lot of the surge of like people getting into like true crimes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I like some of the true crime stuff, but I'm just not like really like huge in it. And it, I think in just personally, it's more of like for me, I like I get get what it, they're talking about and all this stuff and I just feel so horrific that I feel like you know what I want this family to have closure oh my god yes. I feel that like I I feel like I'm part of like I don't want to be like the people that exploit families during a situation like this mm-hmm. and they can be and, and they can be in pain yes. for like 10, 20 years and there's like no resolution or no kind of closure. Exactly. And imagine these families with these small missing children, two, three, four years old. Those are the ones that really got me. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what do you do? What do you do in that situation? You know, and, and you start thinking about how innocent and how fragile they are at that age and you're just like oh my god there's nothing i can do to there's no, there's nothing i can do they're they're just gone what's happening to them who's are they okay are they eating are they alive you know and those are the things that i really integrated into the book because i wanted people to feel lilith's pain you know i put you I put you in her shoes. I gave you her family. I gave you the love that she felt for her mother, father, sister. And then I, I, I completely broke your heart by revealing Lilith's heart and how broken it was. And then I revealed to you how broken her mindset was as well when the PTSD and other mental uh, illnesses began to uh, arise with the... Uh, with the wolf in her dreams, um, mm-hmm. that was a sign of her mental instability and how she just gave in to her dark thoughts. The dark thoughts mm-hmm. that she went, she kept on pushing away. She just, she just gave in to them and decided, I guess law enforcement isn't going to help me, so I'm going to have to do something about it. And in reality, in real, in the real world, law enforcement really does try their best. They really do. They really, you know, each state is different. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, and, and one of the things that drives me crazy uh, when someone calls for a missing uh, adult, someone older than 18, uh, police mm-hmm. don't, don't actually take it serious until it's been at least. No, they don't. No, they don't take it serious until at least it's been 42 hours. But if you feel like your loved one, you know, over 18, something's odd in the in the only first 12 hours and you call the police because you haven't seen them in 12 hours, you don't know of them in 12 hours, the police is going to be like, well, they're, they're an adult and they, you know, they're allowed to, to disappear if they want to. But you, knowing your family member, knowing them, you're just like, no, they wouldn't do this. And the police will just brush it to the side. And then you have to call another day and then be like, look, it's been already 42 hours. It's been three days or whatever. And then that's when the police starts taking it serious. And most of the time, it's already too late. And, and when I give you the story of Lilith, I want you to, to emerge yourself into that mindset and think, my God, am I rooting for this? Because she turns into the, a monster of sorts. And, and you wonder to yourself, do I root for her? Do I not? You know what? I think she's doing okay. She, she's she's killing, but she she's she's don't she's okay. She's all right. She's okay. <laughs> and you just try to try to try to give yourself this. Yeah, she's a good person, of sorts, with a question mark, you know. And uh, 
and then at the end, you, you know, you get this, this jaw dropping information of, I wanted you to feel Lilith. I wanted you to, to be in her shoes. And then I wanted you to read this important information of how many missing people uh, are in the United States alone. And think about those families, those families, what they're going through with those missing people, their family members, un unsolved cases, cold cases. And then there's so many John Doe's and Jane Doe's, it's unreal. Those unidentified, oh, those really do break me. I'm going to tell you this right here. And this is really, is really crazy. And um, I live like, you know, in the boonies, you know, yeah. I live in a very wooded um, rural area. And oh, when I was a teenager and I used to hang out at the cemetery, I know. Oh, she hangs out in the cemetery. But something said, just something like in me, like one day when I was just going to the cemetery, you know, doing gawky things and shit. <laughs> and I just looked at the woods and there was a lot of people that, it's called Grambling Alley and people go to fish and, um, you know, hunt and all that stuff. Yeah. And I just kept, I just kept looking. I was like, you know what? I bet there's a dead body back there. Years later, it was some people that went down there to fish. There's a lake down there. Um, they found, you know, bones, remains of a Jane Doe. Oh my God. That's crazy. That's not far from where I live. That's crazy. That is wild. And it is. It's wild because at night and like, the house looks at the cemetery row, and it's my family cemetery, you know, community cemetery, and I have my family members in there and people in the community also. But people, like, go down there two, three o'clock in the morning. I used to see that all the time. Wow. So, back in, like, mid to late, late 90s, they found these remains early 2000s. So, wow. whoever round in that time was like going back and forth like throwing this person is missing person and everything yeah. and it's a Jane Doe at like and when I just like thought about when I heard about that I was just like you got to be kidding me I did say there's at least that somebody's dead body back there and it was, it was somebody feeling. yeah it was that feeling I got and I just like, man, oh my gosh, I hope it gives somebody, their this person's family, this Jane Doe's family, some closure of where some they closure. was at. Mm -hmm. It is sad, though. And it's sad. It really is sad. And I wasn't being funny at that time, being a teenager, but it was just the eeriness of that feeling that hit me. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's a dead body back there yeah so it's also and it's also the sadness of like exactly like they found that dead body and mm -hmm. you know they can't identify her it's it's like the black dahlia you know they can't identify her and they just call her the black dahlia because of her black hair and whatnot and then not for years later what nobody still knows who who did that to her and these are the things that just it just it baffles me i'm just like my god like who can be that cynical to you know not do these things to these type of people and then just absolutely get away with it you know you, you live your life and this person what you're there they have the, then their families have no closure there's nothing mm -hmm. it's just a broken a broken wound that just stays there and lingers and and passes on to, from one generation to another it's a it's a bad uh you know, chain reaction, and I wouldn't wish that on, on my worst enemy, you know, and that's, uh, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't either. Yeah, no, that's why I created Lilith, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to give off too much of the, of the book's information at the end, but, you know, I try to make her, she might be the serial killer, but I make her into at least a just, kind of justifiable serial killer in in sorts like I guess I would compare her to Dexter and why so many people actually like Dexter because he's like this 
serial killer with a code, like he has a moral code, you know, no good people, only bad people. <laughs> yes, the code that uh, Harry has taught him because he, you know, because of all yeah. his childhood and stuff like that. And mm. that was the reason why that like draw me to Lilith is because of that, that Dexter, you know, code type of thing. Yes. And yes. but you do like with Lilith and just not telling a whole bunch of stuff. You the way how you did her, her character, you feel her pain. You see yes. her through everything through her eyes. You feel exactly what how she feeling of the events that led up to that. Because I was like, Lilith, I know I, I'm like I'm like, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, okay, is she a good person? I said, but you know what? <laughs> I said, a lot of people make mistakes and stuff, and they can still be a good person. And I was, <laughs> and I, I was just like, you know, we all have like the dark and that light side with all of us. And I, yeah. and I said, that's just a human thing, but she just took it to another level because of the events, what was happening that, for her to be as just as Ooh, Lord Jesus, what she did to them people, though. Exactly. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Lily, okay. <laughs> but, I feel yeah. like, but I felt some satisfaction with it, and I'm just like, girl, I'm with you. I'm yes. like, I'm with you. I'm with you with this, and I'm with you with that. Girl. I was just like, sitting there, just, I'm just thinking about it and everything. That's just how I'm still... And it's been like a while since I read The Effects of Anurium. And yeah. I'm still remembering the kills of how she did it, how meticulous it was. And I was like, baby, why you in my head? You in my serial killer like psycho uh, brain and stuff. And I was just like, uh oh. I was like, I was like, I think I need to go and go talk to my doctor. <laughs> That might mean that not something that I am confused. Am I a good person now for rooting for this bad slash good person? I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I get it. That's exactly what I tried to do with her. Um, I actually had to research a lot about human psychology as well, mm -hmm. mostly about um, the uh, serial killer psych. You know, what is it that triggers, you know, serial killers to become a serial killer? You know, is it childhood trauma? Is it being born that way, you know, there's many different cases. Dahmer, people think that he was born that way. But Ted Bundy, people think he was created that way. So it, it's two different, you know, things here. And with Lilith, I decided to, to go with the whole, um, you know, society created this monster, basically. You know, the, the broken justice system created this monster. And I absolutely wanted to do that different I wanted her to become this serial killer, yes, but I wanted her to be unique. And that's why each kill was so unique for each uh, person that she picked. And I'm, I, I'm sure that's why it, this book just stuck, you know, stuck out to so many people. Because honestly, when I first uh, published it, it was mm -hmm. um, poorly edited. It was very, it was poorly edited because I didn't have an editor. And mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't put page numbers either. <laughs> I didn't have page numbers. <laughs> You're like, books, stories, no pages, fuck it. <laughs> Damn it, you know, and, uh, but you know, I published it and uh, I didn't even know, this is a funny story. I didn't even know it published because, you know, being a self-published author, you have to do it through Amazon. And, and I did it through Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember struggling to try to get it published because Amazon and Barnes and Noble are so strict with their cover sizes and mm -hmm. where the image of the book has to be and how the bleeding area of the cover and oh my god it gave me such a headache and when I finally got it published uh I didn't know I just kind of clicked publish and I left it there and Amazon was just like you know okay, it'll take uh, 24 hours or something to get it published. And I was so tired. It was like 12 o'clock at night. I turned off my laptop. I went to sleep. I went to work the next day. And uh, I told one of my coworkers and I said, I was trying so hard to, uh, you know, publish this book, blah, blah, blah. And he gets on his phone and he searches it on Amazon while I'm talking to him. And he's like, is it this one? And I'm like, what the fuck? 
And then he's like, <laughs> and he added it to his cart and he's like, all right, well, I already bought it. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I, don't, I wasn't completely done. And he's like, well, you published it. So now, you know, I, I got it. And he was so supportive. He's a, he's one of the tattoo guys. Uh, he's also a tattoo artist down at where I work. It's a weird story. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, he did the tattoo of uh, Lilith. I mean, not Lilith, the uh, flowers of the, mm-hmm. of the cover, but he did the tattoo on my arm. So he, that's why he was so supportive. He wanted to, but only a couple people, it was him, my mom, a couple other people had the, the original book, no numbers, poorly edited. And it was a year later that I was able to find an editor. Mm-hmm. And uh, she helped me out because she was uh, she was just a, a freelance editor. So because most editors are so expensive, they're like, yeah. oh my god, they're like five hundred dollars up, and I, I was just like, I can't afford that to just edit my book. Oh my god, yeah. and <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, HD Scarberry, um, that's she's she's the editor. She edited my book, and she was very patient with me because uh, I am bilingual. I am Puerto Rican. So, uh, you know, I, ha- I have, I know Spanish and English. So, so when I'm, I'm writing the book in, in English, you know, my, my Spanish comes in and I don't know a lot of these words, um, it, you know, but she helped me out so much and I'm, I was so grateful and I'm just so grateful that so many people like you and so many other people actually enjoyed the book that read it when it was poorly edited first and they, they liked it. And uh, I was so over the moon. I, I, I'm still over the moon about it. I'm still so excited and happy that p- people like it because I, so, right now, to tell you and, and the audience now, um, I'm actually giving it a refresh. Uh, the effects of Renarium, I'm doing a, a little bit of an update. I'm brushing it up a bit, um, giving it more life. Uh, and it's going to come with a new cover soon. Um, I'm yeah, I'm gonna announce that new cover in uh, in January at some time. I'm not sure when. And uh, but I'm just really happy that everybody liked it. I'm, I think it's just because like you, you just like the storyline and the killing of it, you know. And I think most people are just like, damn, like you don't read this everywhere. Like this, this type of killing is crazy. This is crazy. I'm rooting for this person. Yeah, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, like real, like keep doing it because that I mean Lilith you know what I'm saying but I but to me like the way how she deals with stuff like how much she loves her family yes and you can see that it's like it's all about her protecting her family absolutely and aren't we all like that you know Oh yeah, and even when you have something traumatic like happening to somebody that you love, yeah, it's gonna like you be want to knock and buck. Yeah, but she said I'm gonna take it to another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said I'm gonna take it to another level, and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it because uh, this kind of feels nice. Kind of feels nice. <laughs> yeah, again, it's just like she said, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> She was a bit well, she was honest. That, that's one of the things I said, well, you honest about yourself, sugar. <laughs> that's the first step. You're not in denial, girl. <laughs> You're not in denial. You being honest. The first thing that we do in um therapy is that we are honest with ourselves. <laughs> we be honest with ourselves. <laughs> but but Lilith, like she was um, she's to me, she's like I said, she's an avenging angel. Um, some people may think she's just horrible. Some people like, I mean, I think it's like, for me, it's just more of the humanistic side of her. I mean, cause she still is human. It ain't like she doesn't change anymore. Mm-hmm. But damn preacher, you may think she's a monster. Yeah. She is a monster when she did the things that she did, but she's still, you wrote it very humanly to where it, that people can like, just say, man, you can relate Exactly. You I can't can be mad at her. I can, I, I can. I cry for her. My heart goes out to her. It's absolutely. like that. It's absolutely. You know, I put you in her shoes, and I want you to feel her pain. That way, when she does the thing that she does, you, you're you're just kind of like, hmm. <laughs> and you just kind of stay 
you know, I'm not sure if to to be mad at you right now. I think uh, what you're doing is okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm okay with you. You're like, all right, then. You know, I'm not gonna fuck with you like that. You know, I'm gonna be on your good side. And um, I like that she does uh martial arts. And I was like, oh, did she doing some like jujitsu? I was like, okay, then. <laughs> some amateur MMA, I think I wrote in there. <laughs> I should have wrote Krav Maga or something. Girl, I could have wrote Krav Maga. And I know she did, like, some, like, you said some MMA and everything. So I was like, well, she just do a mix of, like, jujitsu and all kinds of, like, kickboxing and stuff like that. Because I was like, okay, first of all, that's, like, one of the things I love, uh, martial arts. I've been doing yeah. martial arts in a while and stuff, doing it. I was like, ooh, I need to get back into that shit. So, you know, I was like, all right, she... All right, she well rounded like a motherfucker though. All right, yeah, yeah. She got a train. She knows what she's up against. <laughs> yes, yes. And then she, you know, she's like half black and Puerto Rican and everything. And I just told you about uh-huh. my hustle stuff. So like I was like, okay then. And then I have nieces too. And I was like, all right then, you know, because I'm Tia. I'm Auntie. So yeah, yeah. Like, all right. So it's a so I have like some you know, like have a relation, you know, uh, you know, with like how the characters like uh, family, you know, how it's built, you know, how they are and stuff like that. And, you know, I was like, yeah, this, 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 this is for me and shit. And mm-hmm. another thing is that, you know, she's LBGT. Absolutely. She is LGBTQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, yes, you know, because a different kind like, of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a different kind of character though, and not really. She's not a different kind of character. She just a she's just very human. She's very and human. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. She's human. I, she's I, real, and I, I that's what I tried to put behind her. You know that that you don't actually see that much, you know, out there. So I wanted to to really emphasize the whole LGBTQ thing, and the the type of uh, uh you know in the LGBTQ how she is, you know. She's still my avenging angel, though. Shit, I was That's like, okay. So I mean, I mean, you know, not to give a lot away. You know, she got, you know, some trust issues with her her girlfriend. And I was like, girl, I feel on that right there too. <laughs> you know, cause you know, and it was some things that like were her like romantically and everything else. I was like. Her mental health just got the best of her. She just, you know, mm-hmm. gave into that dark side of her. She couldn't, uh, you know, give her all her heart to this relationship. Or, right. And yeah, that was she, sad, too, because I was like, maybe I was going with this too. I was like, maybe I'm rooting for you. Yeah for you and you're just like oh man shit <laughs> like, I'm like come on girl <laughs> shit yeah absolutely. And I was like I understand the other part but I was like you could have had it like this you could have had it both ways if you wanted to but nah. yeah. you could have had no, it like I- this I just wanted to break people's hearts a little bit more. I wanted you to yeah, keep you on did. reading. <laughs> I wanted you to keep reading it and be like, damn, but damn. And then at the end, oh my God, damn. You know, and then, yeah, you know, but uh, I will tell you one thing just to give your hopes a little bit up. In Rabid, my third book, Lilith makes an appearance. Lilith is going to be there. And, uh, yeah, she's going to make an appearance. It's not about her. It's about a different uh, killer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, But it's not about her. She makes an appearance. And, uh, you know, the ending of Rabbit might be satisfying for a lot of people. That's, that's all okay. I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know, I'm not going to give up too much. <laughs> And plus, like, where this uh, next book is going to, um, the location and everything, which is, like, I'm, like, all, like, obsessed and ready for it as it is anyways. 
Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. But I, I really do truly appreciate that, you know, that uh, people, even though you had the Amazon, like, publishing fiasco, that you still had, like, supporters of, like, your work. Yeah, and it was really surprising. Mm-hmm. It's really good that you have, like, those supporters to support you in your passion. And even though they like, oh my, you know, they didn't give a crap about it, like not having any page numbers. It was like poorly edited. If yeah, you really yeah. put your heart and soul um, into the story to bring it to life for yeah. everybody to like, to understand and feel Lilith. And, and then, mm-hmm. you know, not only just being a page turner, it's just more of like how the reality of how, how would you, like, it poses a question, like, how would you react? What would you do if something like this happened to you? Exactly. Exactly. And exactly. That's the reason why, like, they just, like, okay, they gravitate towards that. It's because it is. It's, like, it deals with, like you said, a lot of human psychology, and there's a lot of human psychology with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. I have to research a whole whole lot about that. Um I think I really put my my heart and soul into it more than anything because uh, when I was writing it, mm-hmm. uh, my grandmother had gotten really sick and then she passed away uh, close to my birthday. And sorry, to hear about I, I, yeah, no. Um, and then uh, I really got into into writing the book because it was a way of of an escape. Mm-hmm. And I think since I was going through that grieving process is why there's so much, uh, you know, just so much feel into the book because I was going through the grieving process while I was writing the book. You know how some people just kind of throw themselves into work. That's, that's exactly what I did. So I think that's, that's why I put, I, there's just so much emotion and so much, um, feel into it and I put you into her shoes I leave these small little quotes um in between certain chapters that might make you think twice uh you know and I think that's what really really made me get the book to come to life that way plus all of the anger I had in store uh because of the grieving and also you know the anger of listening to these podcasts and how some people are just left with no answers you know mm-hmm. I heard about a case that uh, a mother and father had lost their daughter you know their must their missing uh, teenage daughter was went missing and uh, the mother you know there was so so many years passed nothing happened and the mother died and then the father died and nothing they they didn't know what happened to their daughter until the day they died and that is the saddest shit I have ever fucking heard you know and that that stuff made me so angry and I guess with the grief, with the death of my grandmother, uh, and the anger that I had with those type of cases, I guess you know that's why I put so much, you know, soul and and emotion and compassion into the book, even though it was poorly edited and it didn't have any page numbers. <laughs> well, and again, like I was gonna say this, I still miss my big mama, and you said you, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda like I wanna give you a hug because you passed away. My mom passed away uh yeah uh, like last year and I'm just like Yeah. Mine passed away two years ago. She was a big strong woman. <laughs> my was killed this week, but she I called her sister and everything. And um I miss her though. I really do. Even though I'll be uh I miss like the shade that me and her used to do. Like, <laughs> Don't you, you love those little things, those little snappy like, you know, remarks and stuff? <laughs> we shade each other. I was like, I don't have nobody to shade anymore. I miss her uh, calling me. Yeah. Two two seven eight. I said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> she like leaves her right. phone number like that. Um you know, to call her, and I'm just like, dang, I really do miss my big mama calling me about five, six times, like, she just 
she's just like my ex-boyfriend or something or like my boyfriend where you at where you at but he was just asked me you know I, I do I just missed that I miss her voice and you know and then I left, lost my mom 20 years ago so I miss stuff like I miss them I really do miss them and you know it's grief grief is grief is grief, uh, grief can push you grief can, it can break you and then it can push you mm-hmm. that's exactly what it did I think that's that's the reason why the book um, really did get a lot of people's attention with the emotional part because uh, you know I, I did have a, a couple people also say um, I had an older older uh, customer of mine in my day job that I gave her a book and and I was just like you know <laughs> the book is super graphic are you okay are you sure and she she was she was like 88 years old and she said yeah I'm fine with it you know it's fine you don't know me when I was younger and I, <laughs> I was like okay. <laughs> So I gave her the book and then she said, it took a while to get to the killings, but when it got to it, oh boy, that was some good shit, she said. And it made me laugh. And uh, it reminded me of my grandmother cause she was just so, you know, so lively and so happy all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. then this customer, uh, she gave me, she said, I have a gift for you, don't, don't, don't leave. And then she gives me a box and it's wrapped up. And she said, open it later when you go home. And I'm like, all right, thank you. So when I get home, I open it. It was a curling iron. Lord <laughs> Jesus. <Jeep knows it. laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm dead ass. Yeah, yeah. It was a curling iron. For those of you who don't know, that is one of Lil Simmons' weapons that she uses on one of her victims. You're welcome. Yes, yeah, a curling iron. <laughs> Yeah, then she left a little note and the note said that book was amazing please continue writing <laughs> and that just made my day that i just laughed so so much when uh she gave me that that was amazing that's and, awesome that she connected with the book and the the older lady is like she was just like girl like for real like i've been like when i was younger i'm like okay <laughs> She like let you know, like, baby, I got a lot of like miles on you. So like I done seen everything. So this ain't gonna like sit there and like just oh my gosh. Like she like, mm mm. Bring it on. Like bring it on. I love I love that like that elderly lady like like just just fire energy like that. Cause they just like look, mm like you ain't gonna offend me. I'm gonna see somebody like okay. Yeah. And then I just looked at her I'm like, I'm probably gonna be like that when I'm old. When I'm old, I'm gonna be just like that. And it's not not care, not a care in the world. <laughs> my mind is still dark now, it's gonna be dark then. I know my ass gonna still just be so and eccentric and crazy and still just so I know I'm gonna still have like the little perverted jokes. And then I just say like some morbid like throw morose shit in the mix. I just know how I am when I'm gonna get older. My kids are already used to me just saying just the just no filter. They like we just used to it, mama. It used to embarrass us, but we used to it now. I'm like, shit, y'all better be used to it. Exactly. It's like we don't know what's gonna come out of home now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I have some trivia questions. For All right. You. All right. Some of these trivia questions usually are reference to things that in your book. Um, okay. Not too many to give it any spoilers. Sometimes I just like come up with something, just throw it off and everything. Um, some of them is like just cheese ball stuff, but mostly you'll have a good time with these questions. You ready? For okay. That? Yes. All right. In what movie did this outbreaking actor play a New York yuppie in this very popular book. What outbreaking actor played a New York yuppie 
and was a serial killer in this nice Brendan Easton Ellis book? Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be real honest. I I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw in a little hint and everything. It's a very popular movie. Kind of like have like a little bit of what we were just talking about, like your character Lilith. Dexter. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a movie, but he was an outbreak. He was like an outbreak actor. We outbreak all know actor. who he is. Yes, like back in the nineties. This nineties music was very, very popular. Um, hold on. Let me like let me do something a little bit. Hmm. Dustin it. Hoffman. Nope. Morgan Freeman. Girl, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Like, what? I'm not, I'm so confused. Okay. So this popular, like up and coming actor starred in a 90s like movie where he played a New York yuppie in this Bring Easton Ellis adaptation. Hmm. He was a serial killer. Psycho. No. Oh my God. I'm going to give you another um, hint. And this is going to be easy. You need to get it off right off the bat. If you don't, then I'm just going to be like, uh uh-uh. uh, no. Mm-mm. I'm not going to um, I'm not, I'm not very good with names. Girl, I got ADHD. I am not good with ADHD. Girl, I got ADHD. Girl, I got ADD and everything. Oh girl, hey, like hey girl, hey, like 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 I'm like high fiving you. ADHD, ADD club, what's up? <laughs> you remember some things um, and I remember other things. Um he he like knocked it out of the park in the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh <laughs> um I forgot his damn name. Uh oh my god, I forgot his name. Christian Bale. There it is. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. American Psycho was Christian Bale, but like well, that's Christian what I said, Bale I said Psycho, Psycho. But I, I guess I should have said American Psycho, so you should have known that. American Psycho, Christian Bale. Yes, like yeah. he was like got the, the whole damn like what was like the cold card thing. They was like pulling mm. out. You know how like the pissing contest with the dick with yeah. the, uh, the the cards the and everything. Wow, uh-huh. he like. Like, oh, Paul, like, throw that little old cord on there. He was sitting there sweating bullets and everything. He's like, this is a cord. Are you okay, Patrick? Oh, my God. Like, straight up, like, Christian Bale tickled the shit out of me. Like, playing, like, Patrick Bateman, man. <laughs> that's funny oh man I, I i haven't seen a lot of the batman movies actually oh really girl you need to check that one out girl you be following that laughing but like it was some stuff on there you just like huh and you thinking like and you thinking like is he imagining is he really doing it? you know it was like one of those type of like films like psychological yeah. films that you just like is he is this all in his head does he have a mental illness or really, I mean, you tell he does have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the disguise of like being this like white privilege, you know, upper crust, like yuppie, you know, working for this like company in the 80s, you know, where it was set. Oh, I've cocaine. seen American Psycho. Yeah, I've seen American Psycho. I, I meant the uh, Batman movies. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to stop me while I was here sitting there talking and stuff. No, no, no. I see the American Psycho. It's uh, the Batman movies I'm not very familiar with. Okay, yeah. yeah. You need to like watch the Batman movies though. Like, <laughs> you need to write, like, I like uh, Liam Neeson when he was like, wow, they go old and shit. I like the whole like ice, like, fighting scene. It was like on that, like, frozen lake and they was like fighting and shit when he was like with, uh, the League of Shadows, and I was like, "Where can I find the League of Shadows?" Because I really want to train with the League of Shadows, yeah. like with some mercenaries, <laughs> just for the just for the fuck of it. And then, like, I just like, you know, I just use some mercenary shit and did for good. That's just how my imagination is. <laughs> That's crazy. 
<laughs> but girl, you should have stopped you ahead when I was sitting there talking about American Psycho. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like shit. Oh, oh, I just haven't seen the Batman. Girl, you see how <laughs> you stop me ahead. Ain't being rude, just like uh <laughs> no, you good. You just like <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next question. In your own book, The Effect of Her Miriam. What was that? I said, the next question in your book, The Effects of Her Miriam. Yeah. What was the plant name that Lilith used? The plant's name? Mm-hmm. The hibiscus flower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the hibiscus flower and the uh, oleand uh, oleander flower. There you go. I was looking for oleander, too. Mm-hmm. It's the oleander that flower. Was, that was easy. Because <laughs> I was like, let me see. I was like, let me see. I know she said hibiscus and stuff. I was like, what other flower? Like, <laughs> oleander. One. She's the main one. But we're not gonna sit there and tell everybody like what was about the oleander and stuff because I was like, yeah. yes, I love that you did throw oleander in there. I was like, that was a lot of research too. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of research with that, and I was like, like she hit the nail on the head with that too, girl. You know, I, I'm like one of them people that just like research and like I be reading up on stuff. Me too. And, and, and like not because like I read it but like it was just like one of those times when I'm like I don't have nothing else to do let's read the dictionary let's read the let's like something new and I'll be like oh, okay yeah, that's okay yeah. and then I retain that in my head and then and then when I read that I was like she I was like she on point with that thank you that's thank reason you. Why I like, that's the reason why I asked that question all right Next one. This one I gotta ask you. Did you grow up in the nineties? Did I grow up in the nineties? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, dude. This is a really good one. Did you think like Nickelodeon and Nick Jr. was like better in the nineties or in the two thousands? I mean, I mean, obviously the nineties. <laughs> It's like opinionated question, but you are correct, ma'am. You are very correct. Nickelodeon, Nick Jr., all of that shit was better in the motherfucking 90s. Yes, absolutely. I mean, 80s and 90s. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the good stuff came out. That was the golden years. That was the motherfucking golden years. It really was. Shoot, yeah. That's what. I wish I could just like just go pow pow like high five you and everything else. <laughs> All right. Next question. It's gonna be like a relation of like of your culture and your heritage. Do you prefer ketchup on pastelis? Yes or no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do too. That is so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. A lot of people out there are going to be like, how dare you? No, no, no. I'm okay. Yo. I, don't care what, I, don't, I don't care what anyone thinks. It's, go, it's with a little bit of ketchup. You just kind of dip it a little bit and it's good. <laughs> it is good. Ketchup is good with pasteles. I mm -hmm. was just like, and some white rice. Floored. I was floored how good it was. It's amazing. And now that it's that season again, it's about to be that season again. So, mm hmm. Be be watching out for your uh, Puerto Rican neighbors. There, somebody's gonna bound to be selling those. <laughs> Girl, we don't have like I have to drive like an hour and a half to like get some Christmas pastillas. I need to get in contact. Oh yeah, cause baby, we don't have that many Puerto Rican people right here. Oh, that's crazy. Hmm. They like Pokemon. They're <laughs> barely around. <laughs> They hiding. <laughs> hey, barely around. <laughs> but 
I I was like I I just been hankering like around Christmas ever since I had pastelis and stuff around Christmas and I had ketchup. I was like, yo, it's mm, good. That's I good. need to find I need to find a Puerto Rican family looking like you know I just pay them and I just want some uh, Christmas pastelis. That's all I want. Absolutely. Oh, they're so good. And I was thinking about cooking them myself. I said, like, God, oh, oh, they're so hard to make. I can't make them myself. They're hard to make. It take a lot of a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, lots and lots of time and stuff. And uh, but I can make some rice though. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it took me like a couple of times just to get it like, you know, like Puerto Rican, you know, like the thumbs up, you know what I'm saying? Now she had a Puerto Rican that like tried, I say tried, I was like, do I, what I need to do with it? You know, she's like, needs a little bit of salt. No, I'm not in there. I was like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Like I'm, I'm happy, and then like my mom, she used to cook like Mexican food too. I was like, okay, my mom would be slapping the kitchen with this. And then I told my sister, I said, ever since she, I said, ever since she told me how to make green sauce, I was like, your recipe has stuck with me, and I know how to make some good ass green sauce. So I want some tacos. Oh, nice. Sounds good. Oh no, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That was like the third. That was the fourth question and everything. So, like, the fifth one, the fifth and final one, the fifth and final one. Yes. All right, then. You may get it. You may not. I'm kind of being a little easy on you and stuff, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. Here you go. Here it goes right here. In this three six mafia song, <laughs> what does what everybody? I said who? I said what does Juicy J say to everybody? They gotta stay. In this three six mafia song, in this lyric, what does Juicy J always say to everybody that they gotta stay? This. They gotta stay. They gotta stay. Hi. <laughs> Is that the one? Hi. They gotta <laughs> stay fly. They gotta stay fly. That's so funny. I listen to metal music most of the time. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I would have, like, threw, like, a metal, like, lyric. Like, who you listen to? I listen to uh, Bring Me the Horizon. I listen to uh, Motionless and White, Corn, Slipknot. Those are all metal bands. <laughs> all right. Which one is your favorite? Which one is uh, your favorite Corn album? My my ba- my favorite Corn album? The mm-hmm. oldies. It's always, it's always the old one uh, with the stairs. I forgot what it's called. Damn it. The Kid in the Stairs. The old- Album with the stairs. Yeah, with the album where there's like a kid on the stairs. I don't know how. To... Girl, I love you already. You talk about follow the leader. That was the best that's motherfucker from four yep. all day, every day. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. That's the follow that's the my leader. Favorite. That's the favorite. My my favorite one. Okay, since like you gonna you said well, since we like since you mentioned that and everything, who like uh guest appearance like on that album with Corn. Who guest appearance a, on the album with Corn? Like he did a track. He did a track with Corn. Uh, he is know. a well famous known rapper and actor. What the fuck? I don't remember. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you a hint. He played Doughboy on Boys in the Hood. <laughs> uh. Oh my God, I'm doing so bad. I'm told. I told you I'm bad at the names. I'm bad at the That's names. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, uh, he was with NWA. Uh, Ice Cube is he it? Ice Cube. Yup. Ice Cube. Ice Cube was on. Like he like cameo like did a track with like Horn on um Follow the Leader. Yep, he sure did. He did? That's right. That's right. Yep. 
He sure did. He sure did. Which one is like one of your favorite? Like the favorite? Like one of my favorite like tracks on that one is like it's pretty. That's my shit. Which one's it? Like I, I see your I like pretty it. face, <laughs> masterpiece. No, I like re- <laughs> I like reclaim my place. <laughs> reclaim my place, girl. I get to like jumping. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, girl? I'm finna go into seizures. Oh shit! I can't listen to that motherfucker. Die when I get off the bitch, bitch. Look at crack up in there. Anyways, um, let me think. Pain posture. Um, there we go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, like I remember, like I raised my kids on like porn and stuff. Um, I think the second one is like uh, shit, thoughtless. Um, yeah, thoughtless and hollow life. I like that one. That was on the uh, yeah, it was on on Texas and everything. So like, yeah, girl, you already cool with me. She's like, what is it? No, right. I'm like, okay, then, chat. All right, now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you got any future other plans that's going to be happening, you know, pretty soon? I know that you have, like, a website. Are you still doing the, uh, you know, your morbid, um, damn, I don't, like, look at this damn site by three or four damn times and stuff. Oh, my um, website. Um, yeah, your website that you um, you know, doing. I think you do like stickers because I did ask you. I was like, "Yo, I need for you to do some stickers with me and shit." Oh, I'm still gonna like do some stuff with you. Oh well, I go, I go. Whoever you know, ask me if they if I can design something for them. I'll design something for them. I, I don't have, I don't have a problem with designing stuff. I have a, a little store. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a second account that's called Toxic uh, Mentality. It's, yeah, uh, I followed it. Yeah, it's connected to uh, Redbubble. It's a little, it's a little online pop-up store. Uh, and you know, I had a, a another independent author that she, she asked me to design something for her book, and I designed uh, something for her book. Um, and uh, you know, whoever needs, you know, some designing, I do some designing. Uh, but for everyone out there, um, uh, I got big announcement um, coming in in January. Uh, about it, it is related to the effects of hernarium. Um, it's going to become something bigger, and uh, it, a lot of people, everyone is going to have an opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, be part of the experience. Um, and more details are to come uh, in January. In January, I still don't know the date exactly, but uh, it's uh, it's at some point in January. It's going to be. I'll announce it on my on my Instagram. Yay! Awesome, awesome. Shoot, yeah, look at you. You just going, just like you just moving and grooving and shaking and baking. Just shake <laughs> and bake. <laughs> I'm the magic man. <laughs> oh, Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby. So, all right, I appreciate you. FR, like this has been like such a beautiful, amazing, like heavy metal, hardcore, and like everything else, like interview, especially just talking like about like Lilith and like how you got into it, you know, from like the outs and ends of being like a self publisher, uh, you know, to like really just like you know, creating the awareness about cold case files and missing people and stuff. And I really, uh, really appreciate that. Um, you know, I know people just think like, oh, they're just missing or whatever, who gives a crap, but there's the people like their family members are still have prayers and faith uh-huh. of them being found and just uh, having, you know, some type of closure. Um and really yeah. just respect to like to the family and and also the person that's missing you know i feel that we have to have respect for it, even if they may be gone forever or mm-hmm. and like sinister or heinous might be happening and they're just hiding in plain sight of somebody because there's some strange stuff that 
that has happened in the world. But, for, for all of you that might be interested in purchasing the book, um, there's information on the back for missing person cases. Uh, there's a, a couple of organizations that I personally, um, you know, want to give light to and support. Uh, you know, one is uh, missing and exploited children um, dot org, and I don't know the exact websites, but I have a couple of them. A Jane Doe website. Uh, you know, just check it out and uh, inform yourself. I hope everyone enjoys uh, Lilith's uh, journey and her 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 killings. <laughs> and uh, I'm really really happy to have this interview. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. No problem, no problem. And just let everybody know where they can find you on your socials, my socials, and where they can find your book and just be yes. by like Miss Lilla Simmons, the Avenging Angel. Tell them, tell them, girl, tell them <laughs> yes, where they can find you. They people can just find me on Instagram. Just if you if you write down FRDS, I'm sure I'll I'll be one of the first people that pops up. Uh, if not, it's FRDS, a morbid writer. Um, there's a whole bunch of dots in between, but I'm sure if you just search in the Google FRDS, a morbid writer, you find me on Instagram. And on my Instagram is the link where you can find uh, the books on Amazon and or Barnes and Noble. So I hope everyone enjoys. Thank you so much. Y'all better like start reading. Okay, yes. <laughs> y'all better yeah, yeah. I know we all love to get in some movies, horror movies, whatever like that, but sometimes like uh like you just need to just take a break. Unwind and read. Unwind and read because y'all know reading is fundamental. I know a lot of y'all have grew up with LeVar Burton and everything. Tell me, take a look. It's in a book, A Reading Rainbow. And I give all my credit and all my love to LeVar Burton, uh Reading Rainbow. Uh, that was the shit on PBS. Um, yes. You know, gotta like make sure that everybody's literate. Literacy yes. is very important. You gotta read. Read. Everyone read. Yes. Like, read, read bad books. Read good books. Read like the effects of Hernerium. Please read this because like seriously, just not piping it up, but like it's a damn good, excellent like story. And it just evolves, it just evolves like into like the human psychology of a person. And you will feel like you will feel so much emotion and love and maybe sometimes some hate for Lilith, but hey, you just like shit, she gotta do what she gotta do. Just let you know. <laughs> but I really you. want y'all to like really read this book. But thank, thank you, you yeah. so much. And it's just been a long time coming and everything. I really do. Um, enjoy this conversation. I really enjoy just us tripping out. Absolutely, and me too. It was, it was, uh, it was fun. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. And like, is there anything else you wanna chit chat or say anything to the guests before we're gonna sign off? No, I think uh, I think I said everything that I need to say. You know, and go go get my book and read. All right. Awesome. 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 All right, everybody. Thank you so much and have a good night. And this is the Random Horror Show.